0: you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com play100 and use code PLAY100. That's code play play 100 at prizepickscom slash play 100 for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy this is the juice on the cues podcast covering syracuse basketball lacrosse and
1: football Hello, Syracuse. Thanks for joining us today on the Juice on the Cues podcast. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Happy New Year to all of you on this Thursday, January 5th. We've got a lot to talk about in the first podcast of 2023. I wanted to start with Syracuse's win over Louisville on Tuesday. As you know, the Orange won 70-69. to 69. It was not pretty. The teams combined for 36 turnovers. The Orange gave up 15 offensive rebounds. Syracuse allowed Louisville, who came in shooting just 31% from downtown, to shoot 11 for 27 but in comes Joe Girard, and he saved the day. He was not perfect, but man, he was really good. And for all the grief he gets, and don't get me wrong, he had five turnovers and some really questionable three-point attempts. He gave you 28 points, seven rebounds. He and Judah Mintz scored all the oranges points in the final six minutes of the game. And if you take away that three-game slump he had in December, he's averaging 20.1 points per game on 44% shooting from the field. That stat comes by way of Jim Stick Schulte. We'll talk more about Gerard later with Editor-in-Chief Brad Bierman later in the podcast. And meanwhile, Syracuse football season ends with a disappointing 28-20 loss to Minnesota in the Pinstripe Bowl. And the 2022 team as we know it is gone. Mike L. Jones, Garrett Williams, Sean Tucker, Matt Bergeron, they're all headed to the NFL draft. Jahad Carter entered the transfer portal. He's going to Ohio State. Deuce Chestnut's looking for a new school as well. But the transfer portal taketh away. The transfer portal giveth. Syracuse has some outstanding transfers coming in this fall. Defensive backs Jaden Gold and Jaden Bellamy come from Nebraska and Notre Dame. Braylon Ingram comes in from Alabama. And in the JUCO rank, Syracuse picked up commitments from linebacker Lonnie Rice, offensive lineman John Ray Reed. That's a really great incoming transfer class. And we welcome on Syracuse offensive lineman John Ray Reed to the program. John Ray, first off, thanks for coming on the program. And first question I had for you is what made you commit to Syracuse? To be honest how can I say it, like,
2: not only, like, the fan base, you know, because I have an amazing fan base, um, amazing coaches, but, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very family-oriented and things like that. And, uh, you know, Coach Davis, he building his family. he built in in the family in Ohana, you know, and that, that kind of stuck out to me a lot. But also, like, the position that I have and the chance I had coming in to work real hard. And Aaron and Spot is also a reason why I committed to it. Man, I say the truth, man. It was watching LaQuinn, LaQuinn, the running back. He sold it for me, man. I love the block for him. Watch just, just, just him alone. Watching him in practice, man. I was like, bro, like, yeah, I want, like, I want a running back. We know how to run, you know. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't play with some great players before. I didn't play with some great receivers, great quarterbacks, uh, even some great running backs. But like, he, he. Man, he stood out to me. I'm talking about stood out. Stood out so much. I was like, man, yo, if I could play with bro right here, man, give him a couple thousand yard seasons, yeah, i have fun doing that.
1: John Ray, I think anyone listening to this podcast knows that you've got all the makings of being a Syracuse fan favorite. I can tell that already by your personality. So tell us more about you as a football player and also the person.
2: Uh, man, you know, I'm going to raise in Houston, Texas. I'm probably going to be like, maybe like, uh the handful of on the person from the south. You know, um, uh, I got a whole different like uh I wouldn't look on everything. Uh, I'm I'm a fun i fun person to be around. Like I love like, I'm I'm like probably like one of the dumbest persons you gonna meet, like as far as like <laughs> jokesters, like jokesters and like playful and everything like that. Like I time time my cousin like me, you too goddamn playful man. You too always to be that goddamn playful. And I would be like, man, I'm just having I'm, just having fun, but, like, at the same time, like, uh, you know, uh, when it, when I step between my four white lines, like, I don't I understand the privilege that football brings. I don't understand what it takes to uh, to succeed, you know, in national like B, to push your heads out and work, like, I like that. You know, like, a lot of people enjoy, like, what football brings to them, you know, uh, as far as other line, and stuff like that. Some people like the end result, like, you know, the money and the trophies and the recognition and stuff like that. But I'm totally opposite from both of those, you know. I like the process, man. I enjoy the process of everything. Like I like going through it. I like being able to say, like, I did this and I done that and things like that. You know, um, you know, I want people to when they when they speak on me, they be like, Man, one thing we can say is he ain't never never not got outworked by nobody. Like he, he brought to work every day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's how I earned my team, like this how that's how I earned my team respect in the spring for Hutchinson, you know, I came into the weight room determined to turn into, to be the strongest guy in the building, to be one of the to be one of the most enforcers on the field. And I like my presence be known and like whatever I can help and whatever I could do to help my team win, I'm willing to do it, you know. Um uh, like they say, you know, you got some guys who the brain, I'm the muscle, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, my friend, my teammates actually gave me a name, the general, to be honest with you. Uh, they was like, bro, like, dude, like, when you out there, bro, like, you run that shit. Like, the quarterback, like, I, I'm taking over the quarterback job. and I'm running this, like, bro, like, hey, this, this is me. Don't even worry about, don't, don't, this box, you ain't got to worry about this box. The general and his lieutenant got it. You feel me? Uh, my chaco, he used to. Uh, my love choco. Chris Morris, uh, he used to consider us the navy. And I think that's how uh, we got. They gave me the name the general.
1: John Ray. Speaking of the general, you're obviously a leader. Where does that leadership come from?
2: Man, that comes from my mama. You know, uh, if you not know if you know my uh, my username. But it's considered. I call it. It's called go getter.
0: Yep.
2: You know, a lot of people like read it. Like, uh, you know, my mom. She gave me a mindset, bro. Like, it's a, it's a mindset. It's not. It's not just a saying that I use, but it's a mindset that my mom instilled into me. Uh, man, seeing my mom wake up, work two jobs, come home, cook, to be clean, and provide all the necessary things she could as a single parent, and like repeat it day in, day out, and then not even like excluding all the the outside. Cons and pros that was happening, you know. Like man, I grew up in a rough neighborhood, uh, so like it was a lot of distractions. You know, I could have fell victim to my neighborhood, I could have succumbed to my environment. But like, uh, you know, seeing my mom, seeing her working, like being able like that, and like, things of that nature, like it's always been my job. Like okay, like man, like like at the end of the day, like I'm doing what I do. what I do. I'm doing what I do because I like it. Like I love it. I love doing what I do. But like seeing that smile on my mom's face make me push even harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I'm proud. Like, I like working hard for other people. So I think that's where the leadership comes from, like, you know, being able to work hard for other people. I mean, like, showing it, like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm willing to give you my body. I'm willing to, I'm willing to hurt myself and sacrifice myself for the greater good of you.
1: What are you looking most forward to at Syracuse?
2: Now, honestly... Uh, right now, I couldn't even tell you that. You know, like you know, everybody wants to say they want to be the best player in the ACC, and uh, like, oh, I want to go to the league. Like, yeah, these are aspirations that I do have, and I want to graduate with a Syracuse, a uh, Syracuse degree, and things like that. But like, honestly, like, you know, I'm just gonna take it day by day, embrace it all, take it all in. You know, uh, really understand it and feel it, like enjoy. it. You know what I'm saying? I Like, enjoy it. Because I'm not, like I told you, man, I'm I'm not looking forward. I'm, I'm not looking in the future. No, I'm looking behind. I'm in the moment. In the moment, I just want to be, I want to get the best coach that I can get. And I feel like I chose who that can do that at the highest level.
1: John Rigg, we'll get you out of here on this one. Offensive line coach Mike Lynch recruited you. What's that relationship been like?
2: I got uh, coached it. He, he highly recommends me. He highly thinks highly of me, and because of that, like you know, having that right there, that that like I hey, I need you, but I want you, but like I, but also I want you, but I need you. Killing from him, man, it's just so it's so warming because like I know that he know I'm capable of what I'm doing, and he know like he he seen it like I had, but like I got a guy who wants to play football. Like I don't got I don't have a guy who's here for a degree, I don't have a guy who's just going through the motions, but you know, I have a guy who's wanting to be great that's all I can tell you, I just want to be great I want to be, I want to be a known, when I leave Syracuse, I want to be a known Syracuse player now, I'll say that Syracuse, oh when? You know, like, oh yeah, we know who you are
1: John Ray, thank you so much for coming on the program again Syracuse offensive lineman, John Ray Reed. John, we really appreciate the time, good luck in Syracuse, we'll see you in the spring
2: Yes sir, thank you
1: John Ray Reed, boys and girls, NJCAA second team All-American this season, leading Hutchinson Community College to the NJCAA championship game. Really love speaking with the general. He's going to be an important piece of what may be a transfer-dominated line. Take a look at what they're going to have next year. Right guard Chris Bleich transferred in from Florida two years ago. Left tackle Joe Moore comes in as a graduate transfer from Richmond. He'll compete with Enrique Cruz Jr., in the spring for Matt Bergeron's spot. And now you have Reed, who can compete for either interior line spot, either with center Carlos Vettorello, we're not sure exactly what his future plans are yet, or at the other guard spot for Dakota Davis, who exhausted his eligibility. All the best to him in his Syracuse career. We'll take a quick break. I'll be joined by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief, Brad Beer, and after to talk a little Syracuse hoops, I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cuse podcast. Here's the MyBookie read. Are you the type of fan that knows sports so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie.ag is the place for you because they let you turn all of your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between the college football and college basketball seasons, it's time to get off the sidelines and in on the action with MyBookie.ag. And if you listened to our last podcast, I told you to take Syracuse plus 9.5 against Minnesota. And for those of you who listen to me, you're welcome. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. I still can't get over how good of a deal that is. Just enter promo code thejuiceonline. That's all one word, thejuiceonline, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, all on mybookie.ag. So at the top of the show, I mentioned we were going to break down Syracuse's win over Louisville on Tuesday. Let's do that now. We bring on the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman, to take a deep dive into the game. Brad, how are you today?
3: I am doing well, Wes. Thank you.
1: Brad, as I mentioned, the Orange really avoided an embarrassing loss to 2-12 Louisville on Tuesday. What were your main takeaways from the game?
3: My main takeaway, Wes, is this. I really want to proclaim an ode to Joe Girard, and he has really just been the player that's been the glue for the Syracuse team so far this season uh, and had a a clutch uh, second-half performance to help Syracuse to the one-point win at Louisville. And Look, he's not the most talented player on the team. He's not the most talented player in the backcourt. That would certainly be Judah Mintz, the uh, freshman point guard. But Joe Girard is the glue that makes the Syracuse team stick and kind of an ode to him for what he's done in the four years with the program. I remember back in his freshman year when he burst on the scene, Wes, you and I talked a couple of games into that season about how he's going to make an impact, and we both agreed that he would be a player to watch not only on that team back a couple of years ago, but through his career. And that certainly has stood out. He's a sharp shooter. He's a gym rat. He's a, he's a successful athlete. Uh, he doesn't always make shots. He's not the quickest defender. I mean, there are a lot quicker players that can get around him. but he's gutsy. He's proactive. He does what winners do. And that's you know, whatever it takes in, in getting clutch baskets in leading his teammates. Uh, that is the sign of what Joe Girard has done. Uh, in his four years with Syracuse. And he has a year of eligibility left. Don't know as to whether or not he'll be back, but he's certainly had a remarkable career, and he's really the glue that makes the Syracuse team stick. And I just wanted to m- mention that because he had another great game in the Louisville win, and he's been just so consistent in his Syracuse career. For the rest of the game, though, Wes, it was the same old, same old from Jim Beheim afterwards. He's going to have to figure out what he's going to do with his wing-forward rotation between Benny Williams, Chris Bell, Justin Taylor, and Malik Brown. I think there will be a solution. It may end up rotating and playing the hot hand for the rest of the year, which is certainly not something that Jim Boeheim has done in his career. But for this year's team, that may be the elements that are needed to have success. And Syracuse so far at 3-1 and one in the ACC, to me, has been one of the surprising teams in being currently in second place, going into a big tune-up at Virginia this weekend.
1: So Brad, Syracuse improved to 10-5 and and 3-1 and in the ACC with the win. What are some other major storylines that you're tracking as Syracuse heads into the thick of ACC play?
3: Well, while Syracuse has certainly been a modest surprise with the 3-1 and record and came close to coming all the way back to beat Pittsburgh to go 4-0, and I would put Pittsburgh certainly as one of three teams that have been the surprise so far with Miami and Pitt both 4 and 0 and then Clemson at 3 and 0 on top of the ACC standings and you know, Virginia two losses North Carolina two losses Duke at 2 and 1 so sure it's only the first week of January it's early but every night in the ACC is going to be tough home or away I think that's what has been signaled so far in the games that have been played. And for Syracuse, they have Virginia next, as we mentioned, and never do well in John Paul Jones Arena. The matchups always seem to favor uh, the Cavaliers in those games. Tony Bennett against Jim Beheim, the style of play, very defensive-oriented, limited scoring. But then Syracuse comes home, places Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. So certainly has an opportunity to keep – Moving forward and and having a good record into the meat of the ACC schedule. So that's what I'm expecting. You know, Syracuse uh, with uh, 16 games left in the conference, can they win half of those? Can they win 10 of those? Well, that's certainly what's going to be needed for them to be in consideration come ACC tournament time for a postseason berth. And Brad, we're
1: running out of show. Your closing thoughts.
3: My closing thought, Wes, revolves around a player that was a fan favorite in his career as an Orangeman, was respected and a favorite in his term as an assistant coach, and now Mike Hopkins may be at the crossroads of his career as the head coach at the University of Washington. The Huskies have struggled so far this year, season number six for Hopkins. They're nine and six overall, one and three in the Pac-12, and they come off three consecutive games which were one-sided losing to Auburn by 23 points, USC by 13, and UCLA by 25. Now, Hopkins has some contractual security. He signed through the 24-25 season, making just about $3 million per year. So it remains to be seen if, indeed, Athletic Director Jen Cohen, who brought him aboard from Syracuse in 2017, is changing her thought process, or if Hopkins is going to be able to continue and try to rebuild the program back. Washington has not beaten a ranked team in four seasons. The fan base is getting restless in Seattle. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Washington the rest of the year in Pac-12 play. And it starts off with a couple of tough games as the Huskies play at Arizona Thursday night and at Arizona State on Sunday afternoon. Best of luck to Mike Hopkins to turn it around in his sixth season as coach at the University of Washington.
1: Brad, I'm going to close the show talking about one of my favorite Syracuse players of all time, Dwight Freeney. The former Syracuse defensive lineman was named one of 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Wednesday. His resume includes being named seven times as an All-Pro selection. He's currently 18th all-time in sacks in the NFL with 125 and a half. I was in college at the same time as Freeney, which shows you how old I am and watched him record 17 and a half sacks as a senior in 2001 at Syracuse. He was named the consensus All-American and Big East co-defensive player of the year. When he's enshrined, he'll be the ninth Syracuse player to reach the Hall of Fame that would tie the Orange for fifth most selections in college football history. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest today, Syracuse offensive lineman John Ray Reed, the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief Brad Bierman, and our sponsor MyBookie.ag. This is West Chang reminding you that my plumbing is all screwed up because, as it turns out, I do not own a garbage disposal. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues
0: podcast, and we'll see you next time.